J.C. Corcoran Podcast. Well, it's May, and that means high school graduation is right around the corner. But we want to make sure that another group of graduates are not forgotten. The people who earn their GED. Here with his own personal story of triumph on the general equivalency diploma is Mr. Jorge Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Mr. Fallon. When I began to study for the GED, I was a father of four. My back had just gone out and I lost my job at the post office. Nobody will hire me. Not UPS, not Federal Express, not DHL, not, um, uh... What, like Air Airborne Express? Airborne Express. I couldn't even get a job delivering pizza. Not at Pizza Hut. Not at Domino's, <laughs> Little Caesar, not at, uh, at, um, Papa John's. No, I didn't apply at Papa right, John's. So, anyway, I took the GD and I failed it. I failed science, I failed math. I failed, uh... English? Yeah, I failed everything. Okay, yeah. Then I got serious about it, and I okay. took it again. But I failed it again. <laughs> so I sat down, and I said to myself, get real. You gotta pass this test. Yeah. I got super serious, and I studied my head off. And I still failed. <laughs> I still failed. But you failed three times? No, I failed five times. <laughs> then I said, I'm going to take this thing one last time. And my friend Pepe told me that he passed by putting the letter C for every answer. And then you passed. No, my friend Pepe was wrong. Why, why are you here? I'm looking for Pepe. <laughs> Anybody know Pepe? Anybody? Don't worry. Don't worry, Jimmy Fallon. I'm gonna get Pepe. Your ass is grass, and I'm the lawnmower. I'm the Toro. I'm the Honda. I'm the Yandir. I'm the Snapper. I'm, uh... That's enough. Jorge Rodriguez, everyone. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before? It's like deja vu. And here we go for Friday, May 12, 2023. You are at jconthelinecom This is very interesting. I have a major announcement here 
for you today. I don't know how major it really is since I've been teasing this thing for like a year, but I, I found something sort of interesting here that I did not realize until last night. It was on this date back in 1995 that I left the river. You know, that place started out as the Fox and then it converted to the river and we had all sorts of transmitter problems. We were going through management people and program directors like shit through a goose. We had a guy from Los Angeles who had his whole family still in LA and he was running the radio stations overseeing both of them and he was boinking the midday girl and the quid pro quo of the whole thing was that he let her be in charge of our radio station, The River, and she was a fucking idiot. And, you know, I remember one of our female employees who could clearly see what was going on once said, now again, this is a female, she said, somebody's getting some good head around here and it's not me. You know, and these were TV guys. They were they were the guys who ran Channel 30 and now they're like, well, how how difficult to get? Yeah, I, I got news for you. Television people look down their noses at radio. They think radio is uh, preposterous. And they don't take it very seriously and in the process don't really know anything about it. But it doesn't stop them from controlling it because they're the bosses. And if you've ever worked for a company in some sort of employment situation where everybody in the place knew that the boss had no idea what he or she was doing, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's what that whole experience for two years there was. And the whole place was just a joke. And across the hall, it was the daily drama of the point in its very early existence is when you had a guy there by the name of D-Day, some of you will remember. And then also you had Sarah Clark and Mary Ellen Owens. Mary Ellen, the niece of former Channel 5 investigative reporter Mike Owens, and a lovely gal. I understand that Mary Ellen, after years away, is back in St. Louis now. That's what I heard. And then Sarah was from, I want to say, out east. And as I have told you before, our offices were right next to each other down in the basement of the Channel 30 building across from the Post-Dispatch. And those two used to scratch each other's eyes out at least once or twice a week. And they'd be screaming at each other at the top of their lungs in their office after the show in the morning. And we'd be sitting on the other side of the wall going, should we call the police? I mean, you know, it just sounds like a life is going to be lost here at some point. And then the next morning would come and they'd be in the studio together like nothing ever happened. And that happened all the time. But anyhow, yeah, the, the date today in 1995 is when I left. And my contract was up and I didn't really like it there and... They seemed not to be very pleased with me either, and so we uh, parted ways. Of course, the Post-Dispatch said I was fired. I wasn't. We were in contract negotiations. The contract was up. They put something on the table I didn't like. Words were exchanged, and it was like, well, then fine. I'm going to go somewhere else. That's not being fired. And you know how it goes. You know, one door closes, another door opens, and leaving the river gave me the opportunity several months later to enjoy my illustrious 53 shows at KMOX <laughs> before, before that crashed and burned. Oh, brother. Happy Mother's Day weekend. And as I said, we will get to all the Mother's Day stuff here in just a little while. But here is the announcement. After a year of waiting and i did not intend for it to be this way my intent was not to tease you for the better part of a year about a new radio station was coming on the air in st louis 
when I told you the very first time months ago, we really did think we were going on. And then a couple of months later, I told you again, we're a couple of days away. And I, I really did believe that. And this has happened probably, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen times where I told you, get ready. We're ready. We're here we go. And then, you know, nothing. I promise you, it was with the best of intentions. We really thought we were going on each of those half a dozen times, and something would occur. There'd be some FCC problem or some sort of technical problem or just, you know, whatever. You move into a one-bedroom apartment, for God's sakes. There's going to be stuff that doesn't work, and you got to call the landlord and go, uh, can you come over and fix this before I move in? So just imagine, you know, when you're talking about launching an entire radio station and this is a new radio station literally literally in terms of the programming because i don't think there's been a radio station come on the air in maybe three decades that's really been different you know everything is uh, some version of everything that has existed in the past and that's not the case with this one and then the other thing that makes this unique is that it is a brand new frequency that has not existed until now the story is that, I don't know, maybe five years or so ago, the uh, radio station out in the Westplex. And it is also amazing that some people don't know where the Westplex is. Because people are going, well, what's that? And I'm always surprised by that. You, see, you got a TV? You read the newspaper? But that's that whole thriving area west of St. Charles and St. Peter's. And you start getting out towards Warrington and everything. And the houses are just going up like crazy and strip malls and businesses and home depots and schnooks and Deerbergs and the whole thing. And if you drive out there on 70, you're like, where'd all this stuff come from? Two very close friends of ours, Trisha and Paul Ballou, live out there. He used to be an Alton firefighter, and they moved west after he retired. And they live out there. they got a wonderful house, nice neighborhood. Everything's close by. It's nice out there. If you don't have to live near the city, like if your job doesn't require you to be there, or you don't, just, you don't need to be downtown very often, you know, come to an occasional Cardinal game, an occasional concert, but you can get a lot of house living out there. And like I said, things are just going up like, crazy like yeah it's a thriving community out there so for the last couple of years um at 101.7 katie cruz and some other people and you remember katie from kg uh you know she's been out there and they've been trying to get this station up and running but it's not a particularly strong signal so so it doesn't get out that far so some other folks came along and said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put up a brand new signal in St. Louis at 101.5 that will be simulcasting. In other words, the same thing on 101.7 in the Westplex will be running at 101.5 in St. Louis. But it took forever to get it done, forever to get it done. But now it is done. And this is the equivalent of a soft opening in the restaurant business. And as I always like to say, who isn't looking for a soft opening, right? But I digress. So, you know, sometimes a restaurant will say, all right, you know, we're um, going to invite our friends and families and stuff like that and basically do some run-throughs before we start advertising and telling people, hey, come on out and check out this new restaurant. We're open now. So what you do is for a week or two, you have people you know come in. And there's still wet paint everywhere, you know, because <laughs> I've talked to a couple of restaurateurs and they told me, I don't think I've ever opened a restaurant where there were people standing in line in front of the place waiting to get in and the paint was still drying. 
And that's very much the situation with this new radio station. The paint is drying. But the good news is, the good news is two things. Number one, you can listen to the radio station right now, 101.5. But the reason I moved the podcast from 7 in the morning until 11 in the morning is because finally, starting Monday, you will have a brand new morning show host at 101.7 of the Westplex. And in St. Louis, 101.5. We're also going to be streaming at KWUL. So if you're like, okay, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm not getting the station strong enough, just go to KWUL and punch that up and bang, hit it, and you start listening. What are you going to be listening to? It is rock and Americana. Now, you know what rock is. That's the Beatles and Stones and Bad Company and all that cool stuff, but as we have discussed in the past, if you go to, you know, this is this is not any big secret because inside radio circles, everybody checks each other out. We monitor each other. There are computer programs that tell us what songs our competitors are playing at what times and how often they're rotating them and how many total songs they have. So it's not a really big secret. And most radio stations that you've been listening to in St. Louis are rotating between three and maybe 400 songs and that's it it's the same three or 400 songs all the time this radio station is running somewhere in the vicinity of 2000 give or take a couple of 100 so what would you rather do listen to a radio station playing the same 350 songs all over and over again or a radio station playing 2000 songs so that's number one number two and this is a big one it's a big one for the listeners and it's also a big one if you are listening to this right now and you think to yourself "Eh, i could be a potential advertiser on this radio station i sort of like this whole idea because here it is and i've often said this to people as i go out on the street and talk about this radio station i was like well you want to be on with the big boys huh that's it you don't want to spend money on our little operation here you want to spend your money on the big boys all right now think about this you're going to be on the big corporate owned radio station they're going to charge you a lot more than we charge you and and your commercial is going to be buried in a seven or eight minute cluster of commercials now If your commercial happens to be the 4th or the 5th or the 6th or the 7th or the 8th, who do you think is going to hear it? Who do you think is still hanging around listening to all those commercials, especially if they're in a car? Because you know how people are. And I'm that way, too. I hear something I don't want. Bang, gone. I, I don't have time. I just move on to something else. So to review Potential advertisers spending top dollar to be on with a big corporate owned radio station paying through the nose and then... You don't even have a guarantee that anybody is going to hear it because people are not going to sit through seven or eight minute commercials. So what we've decided to do at K-Wolf is to limit all of our commercial clusters to two minutes. Two. That in itself should be enough of an incentive for you to go check out the place. So again, if you're out west and beyond 101.7, if you're in St. Louis or the immediate part of Metro East, South County, whatever, North County, and I've talked to my friends who are sitting there monitoring it at different parts of the city, and they're coming in loud and clear at 101.5. Now to the music, as I said, and Americana. This Americana stuff is uh, the equivalent of, like, if it was 1970 
And we were all sitting here going, well, we're listening to Joni Mitchell and James Taylor and the Eagles. Well, actually, the Eagles have a, a couple of years later. But you understand my point. Carol King. Now, you might hear that and go, well, that's all soft rock. Well, yes and no. There's a lot of uh, sort of homegrown bands that had a little bit of singer-songwriter influence, had a little bit of country, had a little bit of folk, had a little bit of pop, and had a little bit of rock. And this was a new genre for music, and we all got used to it, and then people started calling it soft rock. Well, in this particular case, there are all of these new bands and artists that are doing this uh, sort of hybrid of rock, pop, folk, a little bit of like country rock in there too. Like I said, like the Eagles. And it's great stuff. So not only are you going to hear the staple of classic rock, like I said, you know, David Bowie, the Rolling Stones. We're going to be going deep into stuff like Quicksilver Messenger Service. Going to be going deeper than that into like old Moody Blues stuff. Just great. All of these artists and all of these songs, you know, with, with music that you know and that you like, but that radio stations just simply don't play anymore because they say, well, we can, we, we, we got to play our list of 350 songs. That's what the big corporate guys said, 350. And so you don't have time to stick in a song by, uh, I don't know, the babies. Isn't it time? You know, you, you know that song? You like it? I think everybody likes John Waite pretty much. Can't get his fucking songs played because the radio stations like, eh, we can only do 350. And, uh, you know, when we play all of the stuff that we got to play, that's there's your 350. We don't have a we don't have room for something like John Wade or the babies. Well, we do. Our playlist is going to be at least six times larger than the corporate radio stations you've been subjected to for the last couple of decades. Six times larger minimum. And that's not some sort of hollow promise. You're going to say, oh, JC says we're playing all this music. I turned it on and it's still cold as ice and start me up. It's all bullshit. No, it's not. It will not be that. I can guarantee it will not be that. So we got Katie Cruz on in the afternoon. We'll have some news soon about who's going to do our nighttime show. But I got a pretty good idea who that's going to be. Katie Cruz on in the afternoon with her guys. They have a party in that studio like every afternoon. Our friend Michelle Holiday, who's been on the air in St. Louis for it's got to be close to, it's got to be what, three decades? She worked with us at the old KSD. So she knows the music backwards and front ways. And every morning from 530 until 10 o'clock, it's going to be me. And we're going to have uh, features, some of the old stuff that we have featured in the past, and then a couple of new things. And in fact, one thing at 855 every day, you're going to absolutely love. And I don't want to shoot my entire load here this morning and tell you about everything that's going to be happening. But again, as I, as I said, this is uh, going to be a soft opening. There's going to be some paint drying, okay? And it might still be a little tacky <laughs> as i try to figure out the system it is a very very complicated system getting this on the air from here every day but we're gonna get it we're working all weekend to make sure we iron out as many of the kinks and drive out as many bugs as possible but on monday morning oh it's still gonna be a train wreck oh i you know i can prepare all weekend and i'm still gonna fuck the whole thing up on monday and you might hear two things playing at the same time or you might hear you know, some song that it's like, wait a minute, what is he doing in there? Uh, trust me, it, it is uh, part of the process. 
So instead of launching a show on Monday morning that is devoid of any little wrinkles or bumps or chinks in the armor, oh no, no, you're gonna you're gonna hear something that sounds like somebody's building a garage. It's going to be a mess. I'm telling you ahead of time. But I'm going to be learning throughout the process, and you're going to be laughing at me, I hope, or laughing with me, I hope. But we're going to kind of, we're going to finally get this motherfucker around the air on Monday morning, and I hope that you will set the preset on your car radio, and if you got a smart speaker, I don't think we're ready for smart speakers yet. I don't think they have that plugged in yet. But we will have streaming streaming audio right now. You could go to it right now, as I said, K-W-U-L, and it'll come right up. As far as the smart speaker, we'll have that set up probably in a couple of days. And if you're old school and just want to listen on the radio, you can do that too. And like I said, out in the West, Plunks 101.7 and in St. Louis 101.5. And online at kwul.com. Rock in Americana and JC in the morning for the first time in a station in St. Louis in 13 and a half years. And I will address all of that as we get rolling next week. And I'll tell you who the good guys were and who the bad guys were. I think you're going to love this new radio station. Again, 1017 West Plex and beyond, St. Louis, 101.5, online, K. W-U-L dot com. All right, Adam Wainwright on the mound tonight against the Red Sox in Boston. They got a game tomorrow afternoon and then the uh, Sunday night ESPN game. The NFL released its entire season schedule last night. Hey, it's baseball season. Google it if you want. All right, all right. Chiefs and Lions kick off the season Thursday night, September 7th. Tom Brady going to be honored at the New England Patriots opening game. This sort of flew under the radar for almost everybody. I can tell you that because when I posted it last night, there was an avalanche of response for two reasons. Number one, I don't think many people knew about it. Number two, the photograph. Albert Pujols got hitched again. I put the picture on my Facebook page, the showground with J.C. Corcoran, and the comments were curious. She is a... a She's 35. She looks 11. And before people took the time to read the fact that she is, in fact, 35 and just looks young. And I have to deal with that all the time. All right. My wife is 22 years younger than me. She still gets carded. All right. So I'm sort of used to this. Anyhow, she's 35, not 11. And she is the daughter of the former president of the Dominican Republic. Might be some money there, huh? But as I said, the comments underneath my post were a little on the curious side. Before people knew how old she was, they looked like she was his daughter. Now, I'm about as far from being a uh, conspiracy theorist as anybody. I think that stuff is ridiculous. But I will tell you this. Albert says he's 43, and I don't think there's a chance in hell that Albert is 43. We were with him. We were we were at the ballpark standing a foot away from him in Jupiter his rookie year. And when they said he was 21, there was muffled laughter because that's the oldest-looking 21-year-old person anybody had ever seen. I just think there's a lot of jealousy, you know? Albert picked himself up, a beautiful woman. She looks like somebody who's going to look young until she's 80, and it, it just drives people crazy. Is this what all of you were saying about me when I got married to a woman 22 years younger than me? Were people chirping like this? You know, a lot of people seem to indicate that there's something wrong with what Albert is doing, and that I don't get at all. 
He's not my favorite person, but he didn't do anything wrong. He married a beautiful girl. Somebody's jealous, Arthur. All right. The year was 1956, and I don't usually go looking for things this old. But Mo Drabowski on the mound for the Chicago Cubs, Wrigley Field. This is when people still actually name their children Mo. And John Mozeliak doesn't count, by the way. But in walks Stan Musial. Now, I've played, and you have heard, I'm sure, a million times, the play-by-play of Stan Musial's 3,000th hit. What you have not heard is the entire at-bat, which I'm going to play for you right now. And you hear Harry Carey in his prime. And you hear all of these old names that might give you goosebumps. I say that because just me talking about it right now, I have goosebumps. This is really fun to listen to. It's about three minutes long. Back to this date, May 12th, 1956. Listen to the crowd. Everybody up on their feet. Musial comes out as a pinch hitter. The Cardinals trailing three to one. Listen to the crowd. Stan has been hitless against Grabowski this year. Nothing out of two. The 3,000th hit, perhaps, coming up here as a pinch hitter. The Cardinals trailing 3-1. to The ball game in the sixth. Musial facing Mo Drabowski. Sign given. The right-hander gets set. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch on the way. Curveball, low and outside. One ball and no strike. Stan had four out of 16 against Grabowski last year. Nothing out of two this year. One ball, no strikes. Now the signal given. Grabowski glances back, the stretch. Here it is. It's fouled back to the screen. And the count is even. One ball, one strike. Musial batting as a pinch hitter here. So the St. Louis fans may not get to see the 3,000 hit. Maybe it'll happen here in Chicago. One ball, one strike. Stan digs in. Mo Drabowski ready. The glance back, here's the stretch from the belt. Now the pitch. Swung and he fouled it out of play. Strike two. Two strikes and a ball. One gone, sixth inning. Grabowski looks around. A left-hander Eddie Mayer warming up in the bullpen. Two strikes and a ball. Musial digs in. Here's the stretch, the hesitation. Now the pitch. Low and the count is evened up. Two balls and two strikes. Dick Schofield would be next. A home run here would tie it up for hit number 3,000. A base hit would score a run. The Cardinals trail 3-1. to one. We're in the sixth. Mo Grabowski getting set. Ready now. Two balls, two strikes. The hesitation at the belt. Now the pitch. Swung on a high foul ball out of play. Into the left field corner. Two balls, two strikes. They're all scampering for the souvenir out there. Boy, I'd like to see him give somebody in those bleachers a souvenir. On hit number 3,000. Two balls, two strikes. Stan waits. Now the stretch from the belt. Here's the pitch. Line drive, there it is! Into left field! Hit number 3,000! A run is scored! Musial around first! On his way to second with a double! Holy cow, he came through! 
I came to the plate 11,000 times. I, I got 3,630 hits. But I also made 7,000 outs, and that was a record. <laughs> if you like somebody and admire them, don't hesitate to tell them that you love them. We love the great fans of St. Louis and Missouri. I appreciate this honor. Thank you very much. One more time. Here we go. One more time. One more time. Hi, baseball fans. This is John Gordon, the voice of the Minnesota Twins, the lineup for the Polish All-Stars. First base, Ted Klazuski. Second base, Bill Mazarowski. Shortstop, Tony Kubek. Third base, Whitey Karowski. Catcher, Stan Lapata. Outfielders, Carl Yastrzemski, Stan Musial, and Greg Blazinski. In the dugout, Moose Gowron, Andy Pafko, Walt Dropel, Ron Swoboda, Gene Hermansky, and Tom Pachorin. In the bullpen, Joe Necro, Eddie Lopat, Ron Paranowski, Ray Narleski, Ray Sadecki. Coaching first base, Roy Matika. Coaching third base, Dick Trzuski. And on the mound for the Polish All-Stars, knuckleballer, Phil Necro. The greatest day in baseball was the day I went to see. The Polish All-Stars play the greatest game in history. The stands were filled with all the fans from across the USA. It was the greatest day when the Polish All-Stars played. Pay your respects to your mother. Didn't your mother ever tell you? What is it, sweetheart? Tell mama. Yeah, Sunday is Mother's Day, which is exciting if you're a mother. Stressful if you have a mother, but you haven't bought a gift yet. You are not alone. In a new survey, 11% of people say they usually buy Mother's Day gifts on Mother's Day or the day before. Most popular response was two weeks in advance. 32% of people do that. 28% wait until a week before. Most popular last-minute gift, flowers, which makes sense, especially if you're not relying on delivery. Some brave souls Shop for clothing at the last minute, which could be easier if you had mom with you. Gift cards, jewelry, that sort of stuff. You can do something special for mom, even if you can't swing a pricey present or a fancy dinner right now. In a poll, 73% of Americans say that moms get excited by any gift, regardless of the price. Prank gifts, bad idea. Don't do that. Now, if you're celebrating with family and friends, make sure you get mom in the pictures. Okay, that would help. 40% of others say they get up at 5 a.m. or earlier, specific to have the time to take their kids to a sporting event or activity. And who is America's favorite mom? 
Well, these surveys are stupid because they just start screaming out names that they can remember. Cameron Diaz at number 20. Who who on earth would think of Cameron Diaz as one of the best mothers? Madonna is at 16. Kate Hudson, Katy Perry, Carol Brady from the Brady Bunch. So now we're going to fictional people. All right, number nine, Kate Middleton, Goldie Hawn at eight, Drew Barrymore at seven, Rihanna at six, Jennifer Lopez at five. Yeah, well, you can be a real good mom. We've got 75 servants helping you out. That's always good. Beyonce at four, Serena Williams at three, Michelle Obama at two, and number one, Lois Griffin from Family Guy. Sorry to have just wasted your time right there. And the celebrity birthday thing for the weekend is off the charts. Rami Malik, 42 today. Melon Ackerman, 45. She likes to take her shirt off. I like her. Jason Biggs from the American Pie Movies, 45. Kim Fields, Facts of Life, 54. Tony Hawk, the skateboarder, 55. Emilio Estevez, 61. Saw a picture of him the other day. He looks so much like Martin Sheen now. It's unbelievable. They almost look like twins. Ving Rames, Pulp Fiction. Dave. How great was he in Dave? 64, Gabriel Byrne, 73, Billy Squire is 73, and Steve Winwood, 75. Birthdays for Saturday from the Twilight and, well, from Batman, too. Robert Pattinson, 37. Lena Dunham, she lost a lot of weight. She's 37. Darius Rocker from Hootie and the Blowfish, 57. Stephen Colbert, 59. Dennis Rodman, 62. Stevie Wonder, 73. Harvey Keitel, 84. Sunday birthdays. Rob Gronkowski, 34. Mark Zuckerberg, 39. Director Sofia Coppola, 52. Kate Blanchett, 54. Tim Roth from Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, 62. Tom Cochran, Live as a Highway, I Want to Ride It All Night Long, 70. David Byrne, Talking Head, 71. Robert Zemeckis, who's made an awful lot of the best movies that we have, including Forrest Gump and the Back to the Future trilogy and Castaway. He's 71, graduate of Northern Illinois University. I used to work with his sister at the campus radio station. And another great director, George Lucas, 79. When I was a little boy, I hoped I'd grow up and marry my mother. Mama, I'll be good. Mama, I will. Mama, I'll be good. I just want to get out. Please, Mother. No, I will not hide in the fruit cellar. You're 21 and still your mother makes your bed. I didn't breastfeed you for 14 years for this. Come here, baby. But, Mom, I'm not hungry. Happy Mother's Day to everybody it applies to. And even if it doesn't, happy Mother's Day anyhow. And don't forget now, you can go to the brand new St. Louis Frequency 101.5 in St. Louis, 101.7 in the West Plex, or online at kwul.com. Monday morning, I'll be here with the podcast at 11, but bright and early at 5.30, it's Rockin' Americana. K-Wolf 101.5 and 101.7. In the meantime, we beat this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. One more time. Here we go. One more time. One more time. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.